might as well. Better uh, you know, sit back uh, now or never. I don't know what I'm trying to say. We yeah, should let's do, do the show do that something. we have. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is, of course, to say welcome to Super Duperstitious. The comedy podcast about the paranormal Ooh. from a scientific perspective. I don't know. Ooh. Just trying a different thing on for size for no reason at all. Much like my dinner last night. That's a mouthful. Uh, I'm Wyatt. I'm Jake. And we are indeed back. You only uh, ate one mouthful of food last night? Uh, yes. <laughs> like, oh, I am, I am stuffed. I'm not even going to swallow this. I'm sort of like a, uh, I don't know, blue whale. <laughs> Take one giant, inhumanly large gulp of food. I'm hearing music all of a sudden. Uh-oh. Ghost times. You're not at your parents' house, though. No, indeed. But this house is just as haunted. Just kidding. But yeah, Wyatt filter feeds with his beard. That's how he gets all of his krill yeah, and plankton needs. Very tiny, thin teeth. <laughs> or yeah, my beard. Exactly. Anyway, Happy New Year. We're back Happy with New the Year. show that looks at spooky stuff from a scientific uh, point of view. <laughs> it is a new year. We are liking pretending <laughs> like that means anything has changed. <laughs> I was gonna say it's the new year, but it's also the same year. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think twenty twenty actually secretly started sometime in March, and so we actually have a few more months to go. Yeah, I was looking uh, at uh, in the fridge. We have um, our uh, our lockdown butter is almost out. We got. I meant to just buy some butter to use, and I wow. meant to just get like standard unsalted butter, and accidentally got a salted butter and B. I thought it was a box of four sticks, but it's just a a block that size. Oh my god! So we've been like, oh, because you don't want to use salted butter. That makes things too salty if you're trying to go for like especially huh. baking with unsalted butter. Um, you put in salted butter. Yeah, makes that it makes weird. sense. So we've only been using it for like uh, just putting in a pan before cooking something. It's like to, as some sure. some pan sure. lube, and we are mm, as almost. Calls it. I, I think we're gonna probably come up on an anniversary on the anniversary of buying it. By the time we'll actually run out of it. So butterversary, butterversary. This is good content, right? Yeah, I think so. It's been a while. But yeah, so it's a new year. This We started planning this episode <laughs> at the beginning of the week when things did seem like they might be optimistic, and then they weren't. Uh, oh, my God. So it, It's been a wonderful week. It's been a terrible week. Yeah. Uh, America went insane. White or has been insane. Could, yeah, it has been. It's just like the inevitable, um, not, not even conclusion, the... but just like next step of what's been happening for the past actually i guess i was gonna say five years but really the last uh 50 years <laughs> the 50 entire plus, run of, yeah so other than the white supremacist coup attempt uh the turning of the <laughs> year has brought another unfortunate event i wanted to highlight as well oh god now why you and i have been doing this show for over three years uh, you and i've been friends for a couple years uh, all this time <laughs> i have come to enjoy addressing you as mr shell but that uh, title is no longer appropriate. For you see, listeners, our own Wyatt is now Mr. Dr. Shell. It is true. I have officially added doctor to Mr. <laughs> I am Wyatt A. Shell, Mr. PhD. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> Let's drown in my water just then. Um, weirdly, my given my field of study, my committee told me that they would actually be giving me a PhD, which I told them was not actually a valid degree, but they just laughed. <laughs> and then close the Zoom meeting on me. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> but yes, happy to officially reemerge from my cocoon. My body no longer fluid, slurry a of. It's a month ago today that you defended. A uh, month and a day. A month and a day. Oh, I was the eighth. Shit. Twas the eighth. Oh, that was the ninth. Okay. 
But this was this is exactly a month from the morning I woke up and thought to myself, "Whoa." <laughs> Uh, White, of course, did fantastically in his defense. Um, very big thanks to a couple of you who were able to make it there. Uh, Thank you guys cool. so very much. I really appreciate it. I do. Um, as soon as it started, or maybe actually as soon as it ended, I know that day, I was I realized like shit. I should have posted a Zoom link to our Patreon. Oh wow, that, that would have been wild. Um, I um spe- yeah. special shout out to Jordan who I believe was up at some ungodly hour to attend. Yeah, it was nine a.m. your time, right? So it's probably like 15 p.m. their time. Uh, something like that. It was not a decent, comfortable time to be awake in Australia. Um, but yeah, no. Lesser I'll, thanks to Emma, who was... Uh, thank in, you, Emma. Very but not sweet. as much because the UK time difference wasn't Not as, so not as hard for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, very <laughs> very cool for folks who 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 did that. And, uh, that was very sweet. Even cooler for Wyatt to kick so much ass, which we knew he would do, but it's just so, always fun to see you in action uh, and it's easy to forget listening to this stupid show that we are actually scientists yeah <laughs> and i uh thank you so much jake it's nice to be on the other side and now i can say dumb things with even more authority oh shit i just realized you now outrank me eat it <laughs> even though it's technically i mean in a technical sense you had a lot much more experience than me for a while but on paper i had a a higher degree than you until the 31st i believe now the thank you daddies will be coming in the other direction <laughs> this is true <laughs> anyway we should start the actual show we are doing a thing about stuff uh this yes, week's premise given is the new year very loosely uh new year related <laughs> content is that correct i guess so yeah so. this was meant to come out i think we talked about this as we approached the new year and then the new year happened and then we talked about doing it the week after it's and still the first episode about doing of it. the new year so i think it still counts yeah it still counts and as insane and rambling as this intro has been you can all look forward to this not being as insane and rambling as our first episode last year oh which i kind of forget already we each found 20 stories and the episode oh was God. two hours long for 2020 that's right <laughs> Holy shit. We didn't realize that the madness uh, we were um, creating for the show was actually uh, kind of loosely predicting the madness of the year that would follow. Well, let me just <laughs> say I've done basically one-tenth of that, and it's going to be just as bullshit for right. today. <laughs> and I think it's episode 125, so as an odd number, that means you can lead us off. Wowzers. Well, all right. So, new year, new fear time travel stuff have you done any time travel posting jake what um <laughs> my 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 segment today is the legend of forum-based time travel posting from tighter to today i don't know what that and means but i'm excited about this i may have just coined the term okay but i'm wondering if you've ever done it <laughs> maybe i haven't didn't even know it which is, of course, when you pretend that you came from another time and you just post about it and you have people uh, ask you anything and you go, oh, no, the future bananas are purple instead of yellow. Isn't that crazy? And they go, wow, is that for real? And you're like, yep. <laughs> that kind of sums up my whole segment, but I'm going right. to go into it anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> if you don't know the story of John Titer, the late 90s slash early aughts, a poster going by. He was the son of John Tite, right? Yeah, son of John Tite. Father of... John Titus. Keep going. Cousin cousin of John Wick, the candle maker. 
he was posting under the screen <laughs> name. all how to say first names what we're getting at. That's how, that's how names work. Boy, oh boy. Please don't turn our show <laughs> off just yet. They already have one. Uh, this is just for us now. Yes. It's, it's uh, JFU content. Um, <laughs> posting under John Titer and time travel underscore zero. Appeared on a variety of message boards back when that was a thing. Beginning with the forum at the Time Travel Institute. Mm. He claimed he was a soldier sent from 2036, the year a computer virus wiped the world out. <laughs> and his mission was to head back to 1975 in order to snatch and grab an IBM 5100 computer, which had the necessary equipment to fight the future virus, which, as we all know, future technology cannot handle the rudimentary analog qualities of primitive technology uh and this is his story as told on the thrillist page which i will read chunks of i guess all right until we get sick of it okay. and then i will give us an example of perhaps one of john titer's spiritual successors who may be operating even today so in 1998 uh art bell host of the late night paranormal themed radio show coast to coast am attracted eccentrics from all over the country pushing mm -hmm. tales of alien abduction freaky physics and more of course spelled ph freaky uh during I'm one of his more spelled p like, what the fuck are you <laughs> freaky physics and f more <laughs> uh during one of his open timelines segments in which anyone could dial in with their own stories bell read a letter from a man claiming to be from the future which naturally came in by fax on july 29 1998 one humble chronological time span but before something else <laughs> dear art i had to fax when i heard other time travelers calling in from any time past the year 2500 ad oh, <laughs> please let me explain time travel was invented also what are you talking about <laughs> time travel was invented in 2034 Offshoots of certain successful fusion reactor research allowed scientists at CERN to produce the world's first contained singularity engine. The basic design involves rotating singularities inside a magnetic field. By altering the speed and direction of rotation, you can travel both forward and backward in time. Time itself can be understood in terms of connected lines. When you go back in time, you travel on your original timeline. It's the first time ever I've ever heard of a timeline. Hmm. When you turn the singularity engine off, a new timeline is created due to the fact that you and your time machine are now there. <laughs> Could not be clearer. Using, I, I will say, uh, give this guy props for using a lot of just sort of generic um, techno sounding stuff that oh, sounds yeah. plausible enough to be good enough for a movie. Oh, yes. It is. It's science speak salad. Exactly. Some interesting outcomes of this are, one, you meet yourself. I have done it often. Even taken a younger version of myself along for a few rides before returning myself to the new timeline and going back to mine. Gross. Two, you can alter history in the new universe that you have just created. Most of the time, the changes are subtle. Sometimes, I'll notice car models that don't exist or books that came out late. Unfortunately, it was also discovered that anyone going forward in time from my 2036 hit a brick wall in the year 2564, which is not my PIN number. 
please pray that we discover the reason why there is no apparent future after 2564. He would go on in later messages. Dear Mr. Bell, I'm glad you're back. I faxed this information to you the day before you left the air. I wanted to make sure it wasn't lost in the shuffle, so I am sending a gift. As I said then, I am a time traveler. I have been on this world line since April of this year, and I plan to leave soon. So this was in July. Mm -hmm. Typically, time travelers do not purposely affect the world lines they visit. However, this mission is usually unusually long, and I've grown attached to some of the people I've met here. So... He just did that stuff for a while. <laughs> it's I I was not familiar with Coast to Coast until we started this show. Uh, I never really knew it existed, but now it's like, oh, it's a weird show. <laughs> a lot of people um just would call in or write Argus facts in to say some weird shit. Uh for a great example of such weird shit, I would recommend the uh our crossover episode with real life ghost stories um like, oh, yeah. on, on their feed. I think it was their episode, I want to say 80 something 86 maybe um mm. it's called we solve science with super superstitious and oh, it's yeah. entirely about a story for, that was sent into uh coast to coast am oh that's right and that story was another really compelling thing as i recall uh-huh. i think my my take from the handful of coast to coast stories i have uh become aware of is that people come in with just some shit and go on for a long time and are just allowed to and that's just kind of their whole thing and he's like oh okay great with those two simple names it makes me want to scramble them into some sort of like anagram of his own name like uh let's see here late l late uh then what am i left with here i guess i could just type it out nope used all my vowels (laughs) Um, bladder, I guess. <laughs> um, so, uh, so John Titer posting about the future. He keeps going for years. Interview with Hustler in 2005. If you want to survive the coming conflict, learn to let fear keep you alive. Too many of you turn off the life saving natural instincts and premonitions when it's convenient. The same person who has five deadbolt locks on their door will think nothing about getting into a parking garage elevator with a total stranger. If you want to live, keep your eyes open. Which isn't really a prediction. It's just sort of advice. Paranoid advice, maybe, but... Paranoid advice. advice. I suppose if we didn't just have the week we had, I am now realizing I maybe could have dovetailed this with something about QAnon. And how, through QAnon, many wild predictions are made, many conspiratorial suggestions offered, and people just eat that stuff up, I tell you what. Mm-hmm. They really do. Civil War in the United States will start in 2004. I would describe it as having a Waco-type event every month that steadily gets worse. You may have just been off by, oh, I don't know, uh, 17 years? Well, if you think about 2004, it's when Bush got his second term. Uh, we're already in a pretty shitty point by then, and uh, you know, Waco was definitely a pretty involved thing. But um, yes, there have been plenty of mass shootings like every single year, multiple times a year since then. So, uh, and we've just become desensitized to it, and it's no longer even news for that long anymore. That's so true. So, like that part of the prediction seems like it's reasonably come true. 
The conflict will consume everyone in the U.S. by 2012 and end in 2015 with a very short World War III. That didn't didn't really pan out. (laughs) Describes his time machine. Weighs about 500 pounds. Gets quite hot, apparently. Mm -hmm. He didn't own it. He doesn't own it. He didn't build it. He would be happy to discuss how it works and how future science thinks time works. Yes. Are you interested to hear more about how the time machine works, Jake? I would love to hear how the time machine works. Why? Well, by using two micro singularities in close proximity to each other, it is possible to create, believe it or not, manipulate and alter the care fields, cur fields. Let's look up what those are. To create a tipler gravity sinusoid. Oh, of course. This field can be adjusted, rotated, and moved in order to simulate the movement of mass through a donut-shaped singularity and into an alternate world line. Thus save time travel the Kerr effect quadratic electro optic effect mm. oh my god this is deep shit change in the refractive index of a material in response to an applied electric field so the person who wrote this stuff did do a fair amount of homework in terms of just looking up exactly complex sounding things that make the loosest amount of sense together that the average person would not think too much about other than oh i guess that sounds right i don't really understand that you and I don't understand right. physics very much because we are biologists, and so it's like, all right, uh. more more jargon stuff that exactly. sounds like I said plausible from at least a Hollywood uh, perspective. And the Tipler sinusoid, I guess, refers to a Tipler cylinder, also called a Tipler time machine, which is a hypothetical object theorized to be a potential mode of time travel. Although hmm. results have shown that a Tipler cylinder according to Wikipedia, could only allow time travel if its length were infinite or with the existence of negative energy, which I guess now we got plenty of that, so get ready to travel (laughs) through time. Travels through time, he eventually goes away. (laughs) John Titer in an Art Bell forum post from February 2nd, 2001, three whole years and two years after something else. (laughs) Perhaps it would be better if you just considered me a fraud. I really don't have a problem with that. If that were the case, could we then have discussions that you were comfortable with? Seems like things are getting pretty bad. Mm -hmm. The universe is made up of infinite worldliness where everything is possible and has a 100% chance of happening. Therefore, there are no paradoxes. Solves that one. Cool. Uh, And as far as the future goes, our world line is about 2.5% different than his. Roughly cumulative measurement based on his arrival in 1975, as far as he could tell. Right now... As of 2001, we're headed toward the same events that he would call his history in 2036. However, the very nature of time travel states that every world line is unique and we are very much in control of what we do now and how we get there. Heck, the fact that he's here makes it different from his own. So these are all kind of confusing sort of fortune cookie like things. Very interested in how one measures the percentage of difference in a timeline. Yeah, exactly. You just go around and like look at everything that's happening in the universe and say, okay, well, this is different from this. Oh, this is the same. Okay, this one's the same. This one's different. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it sounds like he gave it up in March 24th, 2001. Mm. Really long post that he finally ends with, bring a gas can with you when the car dies on the side of the road. Farewell. He really ran out of ideas. He's like, I guess I should just put out some generic advice stuff uh i think he just wanted to give advice but yeah he got sick of himself too soon yeah <laughs> i'm always interested in the end game of people who do this kind of stuff because like what what is the exactly. goal is it just a fun stunt and if so 
why ever stop unless you mm. get bored i guess unlike certain people who really are having unique lived experiences and confronting the bizarre and the paranormal such as the fire killer <laughs> who we haven't heard from in a while almost a year sean wayne i hope you're doing well out there you sure hope you're out the there the p1000 are uh, keeping safe out west uh mr dr kulisiskis mm-hmm. but we have another john john d hist posting on reddit time traveler from the year 2154 mm-hmm. ama yes i am still here he says <laughs> and as you might expect he spends most of his time defending himself from people asking him weird shit <laughs> are cryptocurrencies still around if so which one is biggest yeah they're still kicking around bitcoin crashed the biggest one at the moment is called ethereum which i googled and that is a crystal i believe in the game elder scrolls <laughs> humans i was kind of hoping he's gonna say that dogecoin is the biggest one <laughs> dogecoin that would be pretty good yeah you could just you, why don't you just make like a quick little word like gap <laughs> is what we call money now or cryptocurrency of some kind uh-huh instead of ethereum (laughs) anyhow he goes on and on when is ethereum introduced to the cryptocurrency market do you mean ethereum though you said the future is immutable does that mean everything is predicted or predetermined and free will does not exist are we living in a simulation what is causing the mandela effect thanks he replies i do not mean ethereum Ethereum will be introduced in a few years. I don't remember saying the future is immutable. Time is strange. Every decision you make in your life fractures time. Each branch is a possibility. Sometimes these branches create another timeline. So everything, everywhere, every when is possible. It does seem like someone jumping into doing an AMA about something like that is is probably getting in over their head from the get go. <laughs> oh my god. Well it's kind of a it's kind of a like I challenge you to challenge me to lie about shit. Mm-hmm. I want to make stuff up like crazy. Please prompt me. Yeah. Which could be a fun exercise if everyone knows like, is on the same page about it and is just kind of a f- having fun with it. But And I guess there is, they mentioned this in the Thrillist article as well, that people kind of get it that this is bullshit, mm-hmm. but they have fun with it anyway, which I, that's my most preferred way of looking at it, I suppose. Yeah. Whereas, man, oh man, I wonder how people buy in. But this is where I wish I could segue into a more uh, reasoned discussion of QAnon, which is something I want to take down and smash on the ground as hard as I possibly can. I do feel like the words reason and QAnon don't belong together, so... No, indeed. But entertainment and QAnon do. I think that's half of the game for a lot of people. They just like the LARPy quality of it. Yeah. And, And we've talked about conspiracies in general on here before, and it's very appealing to feel like you are in on something right secret and um and have a leg up on others because you you actually know and others don't um right. and also it's a way to give some sort of uh see the way to make sense out of nonsense and a way to often find some sort of enemy to be angry at right project your miseries onto because it's very difficult a lot of times to just accept that, hey, the world is a big and often scary and fucked up place and things often happen for no reason and it's it can be tough and it's, yeah, very difficult for people to want to accept that as the reality as opposed to, oh, there's some secret terrible thing going on that we can actively fight against. Right, exactly. 
That's pretty funny. Who is the most respected person of the early 2010 to 2020 era, and why is it Stephen Curry? (laughs) His response was, that's subjective. In my opinion, it was the late Stephen Hawking. Also, I am pleased to inform you that basketball and most other sports died out around the (laughs) mid-2080s. John D. Hist. Someone policing his own thread. That's not how you yes and, guy. Come on. No. Exactly. Anyway, time travel. Wish we could be on an alternate timeline ourselves, but optimistic that this timeline will reveal itself to be less gross as the days go on. The 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 end. <laughs> yeah, time travel stuff is always really weird and interesting. Um, people who like to talk about that stuff. It's it's there's it different instances too. We've we've talked at least once or twice about people who have claimed to be from an impossible place or time or something and it's just it's odd when these things come up it's an interesting uh choice people make it's a funny thing it is the perfect space in which to say anything i want can be real or not and no one can disprove me because hey it's the internet Mm -hmm. good old time uh, and I think it is time that we Ooh. thank the people who uh, help make this show Ooh, I'd possible. burst say. Let's do it. And Should we boot up the NCAA device? I think we should. So this, of course, we're turning on now. Flick, switch, there it goes. Um, <laughs> computer is sounds. an arcane computer, which uh, mm-hmm. we use. Initially, we used for a whole different thing, but now we mostly use the panther <laughs> function, the patron appreciation neural dive for evaluation of risk function to calculate uh, using uh, our own brains and the uh, the dark Computer ether. algorithms. Yes. yes. And stuff. Um, in other words. What, cre- what creatures or cryptids or whatever in the world our Patreon patrons need to individually be on the lookout for. So we'll plug these tendril core things into our brains. Uh. And that is... And now we will focus on Auger, Auger of Albany, New York. So All Auger, right. keep your eyes peeled for the giant, giant dragonfish. dragonfish. <laughs> uh, this fish was only observed one time in a bathysphere by a man named William B. Whoa. Interestingly enough, his last name is spelled the exact same way as the town I'm going to talk about in my segment. Wow. Um, it was meant to be. Yeah. In uh, November 22nd, 1932 off the coast of Bermuda. It looked much like a giant uh, looked like a giant dragonfish. It was named Bathysphere Intacta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, much as its name would suggest, it looked exactly like it did. <laughs> Described as having strong pale blue lights on its side and having two ventricle tendrils, each tipped with a blue or red light. Ventricle tendril, of course, being something that came off its tongue. Mm. Uh, now it's Bathysphere, they're saying, intact, which makes much more sense as an actual uh, binomial name. So just Bathysphere. Yes. Um, bathysphere intact, I think, is a some kind of uh, Ikea thing. It's interesting. If they knew what a dragonfish was at the time, to call it a giant dragonfish, why would they not give it a genus that is like what dragonfish are? Oh, well. Yeah, good question. Yeah. Uh, uh, certainly nothing to do with the fact that this is... Uh, just being downloaded into our brains and not from cryptids.wiki.com. <laughs> Random page. Uh, it was they said it was six feet long, while normal dragonfishes were about 15 inches long, Max. It was seen in the North Atlantic Ocean at a depth of 2,100 feet. And, yeah, it was weird and creepy looking as dragonfish are. So, Augur, I sure hope you are not a small person. 
because the average dragonfish is a carnivore and preys upon small marine invertebrates, so this larger creature could possibly kill a small person. Your best bet is to stay above 2,100 feet in depth when you're out in the Atlantic Ocean. Hard to do. If you can manage it, that would be your best bet for safety. Jake, have you ever done the the swimming down there? My buddies and I call it getting crushed. (laughs) I uh, have not recently, no. So when I I see uh, (laughs) sort of like a blood skin slurry get washed up on shore, I'm like, bro, did you get crushed? And he's like, gosh. Um, but yes, thank you, Augur, very much for your support on Patreon. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, you got me on that one. And, uh, yeah, you too can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month and have your own cryptid calculated by this machine, which I guess we should unplug. Let's go ahead and oh, let's pull do it out it. of there. <laughs> uh, for five bucks a month, you get curated outtakes. Um, every single month, yeah. Uh, for ten dollars, you get bonus mini sews and exclusive quarterly stickers. It's four stickers a, m- a year that no one They're else can get. They're looking good. And yeah, the most recent ones, the glow in the dark Spring Hill Jack ones. Pretty, pretty excited about those. Those are fun. And uh, they're all designed by our very own Lauren Marple. Uh, not available anywhere else. For twenty five dollars a month, the I think three of you have done that. Um. You get Thank all of you. that and a free merch item of your choosing from our store and 40% off any other merch you should ever decide to buy. Hubba hubba. Pretty cool uh, discount stuff there. You can also sign up for any of these tiers at an annual rate for a discount. It works out to I think paying for 12 months at once for the cost of paying for only 10 of them. So like a mm-hmm. two-month free discount kind of situation. Uh, oh, but anyway, yeah. yeah, thanks. Huge thanks to all 45 of our Patreon patrons. It seriously means Th- more than we can you tell all. you. To have so many of you willing to pay real money to help us make this extremely yeah. stupid show. <laughs> um, Some days especially more than others. <laughs> uh-huh. That said, everyone should be our patron so we could do this for our job. How cool would that be? Can we get 45 up to 3 million? That would be great. I guess if we wanted to be that lucrative, we would. We should have been a true crime podcast or something instead. Ah, uh, yes. A, TC, a TCPC? Yes. It's incapable of being saturated, that field, I guess. So we could just do it. Just hang around, read Wikipedia pages to each other, make puns while describing the deepest levels of human tragedy. Get thousands oh, yeah. of dollars a month for doing it. I love chuckling about that, but, mm-hmm. you know, who am I to say? Oh, well, spooky science shit it is, I guess. So be it. <laughs> we also want to thank our one actual sponsor, very cool sponsor, and that, of course, is... Oh, my gosh. Four, Four Phantoms. Phantoms. Back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> No, they are, of course, a very cool little brewery in western Massachusetts, combining elements of Dungeons & Dragons, heavy metal, and beer to make delicious beer. Mm-hmm. And they got a cool set on draft right now, or as by that I mean in cans sent around the world. <laughs> and by around the world, I mean locally in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. We know how but this goddamn, thing works. goddamn, they're good. <laughs> Yeah, they've got the winter edition of Worship Doom, which is an imperial stout with dark Ooh, so chocolate delicious. caramel and smoke flavors to it. They also have their winter edition of Dirtweed, which is their delicious imperial pale ale mm-hmm. with, uh, I believe, I just had one last night, and I'm trying to remember oh, the nice. can in my mind. Floral notes, tropical flavors, adding to that profile of the delicious IPA. It is easily... One of my favorite IPAs, and I ain't just saying that. 
God damn, it's good. And they also have one that I'm very excited to try, which is called Bite Back. It's a blood orange sour, which the um, label says brewed with soft Pilsen malt and over 10 pounds per barrel of blood orange puree. It is, as a close friend recently described, a favorite sour. Oh, cool. So very delicious. So you had it? I have. Oh shit! I enjoyed it well. Oh, it great. almost it almost it almost drinks like a shandy, in a, in a, and I mean that in a good way. Cool. So you can get four phantoms, uh, pick up curbside stuff like that. We always have the contact info in our description of every episode. If you want to go and get some, it's also available in a bunch of different places that sell beer all around the uh, Massachusetts and Rhode Island areas. And uh, yeah, you should definitely get yourself some if you can. You can also help Four Phantoms by leaving a review on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D.com. It is a beer reviewing site, much like, oh, I don't know, Apple Podcast Review or whatever, <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> a place where you can say nice words for free and help the people that uh, you're writing them about. Exactly. If you write something nice and mention us on Untapped, we will read it here on the show. Such as that one. Yes, by Christian P., who... Uh, said which can only stand for enus <laughs> yep um, said with regards to actually the dirt weed double ipa that you and i love so much uh quote feeling very specifically targeted by the occult and metal inspired brewery that sponsors a paranormal podcast and credits their artists on the label ease off little folks come on uh, <laughs> soft-bodied with almost aggressive notes of pineapple and papaya mm-hmm. so very fun christian thanks for that anyone else Thank out there please much. Write some stuff. And in the meantime, thank you very much for your support for Phantoms. Mm-hmm. We love you. And we look forward to seeing what's next for your brewery. Mm-hmm. So for us today, I have a New Year's Eve mystery uh, taking place in B.B. Arkansas. Spelled exactly like that guy's last name, B-E-E-B-E. Oh, interesting. B.B. Arkansas. Um, Ooh, I'm excited. And uh, yeah, I, I had a hell of a time trying to find something New Year's related or just time related. Oh I, was trying to find, I wanted to do yeah, fair. I wanted to do time slips as a thing. Um, mm. People talk about them all the time. People like randomly finding themselves suddenly feeling like they're in the past somehow, and then suddenly back uh, out of it again. Yeah. Um, every single podcast about weird stuff has covered these a lot. <laughs> so I I wanted to see oh is there a way to find like a coverage from the angle of why do people think this happens to them because. I don't think it is happening to them, but like what, <laughs> see if there's any right. information about it. And I could find nothing except just little listicles about people saying it happened to them or I was read a post of yeah. them saying it happened to them. So uh, right. really not much meat there. So I um, dug Darn. around and said, yeah, I found this weird New Year's Eve occurrence. Uh, this is this f- first part is um, uh, lightly abridged from the New York Times. Oh, boy. I posted this on January 3rd, 2011. They said, in typical uh, New York Times style, uh, Times Square had the ball drop, and Brasstown, North Carolina, had its descending possum, but no place had a New Year's Eve as unusual or freakishly disturbing as BB Arkansas. Around 11 that night, this is New Year's Eve, uh, thousands of red-winged blackbirds began falling out of the sky over the small Ah. city about 35 miles northeast of Little Rock. You know this one? I don't, but I have heard of this kind of phenomenon. Okay. Go on. Uh, they landed on our roofs, roads, front lawns, and backyards, turning the ground nearly black and terrifying anyone who happened to be outside. Quote, one of them almost hit my best friend in the head, said uh, Christy Stevens, who was standing outside among the smoking crowd at a party. We went inside after that. The cause is still being determined, but preliminary lab results from the Arkansas Livestock and Poultry Commission revealed, quote, acute physical trauma in samples of oh. the dead birds. 
There were no indications of disease, though tests were still being done for the presence of toxic chemicals. Right. I couldn't find uh, any record of, say, the body of an unidentified boy in 1980s clothing being found in the woods nearby when this happened. Ah, yes. And this was not in Germany. Uh, BB is a very, a I was going to say a very dark reference, but go on. <laughs> BB is a congregating spot for blackbirds, and one witness said that he saw the birds roosting earlier in the day and heard them again at night just before midnight. At most recent count, up to 5,000 birds fell uh, out of the sky, or fell on the city. Mm. 65 samples were sent to labs, one of which is at the Livestock and Poultry Commission and the other in Madison, Wisconsin. Keith Hmm. Stevens, a spokesman for the commission, said he was not aware of a case this large. He said, quote, about nine years ago, we had some ducks, but that was only a couple dozen. (laughs) The town contacted an environmental cleanup firm, which by Monday afternoon had picked up nearly all the birds, some of which were bagged and left at the end of driveways by residents. I just imagine like curbside pickup of just dead blackbirds. Yeah, right. It looked as if it had rained birds, said Tracy Lightfoot, a member of the city council, declining to speculate on the reason. There's lots, uh, there's lots of theories running around. I have no idea. I just don't have a clue. Huh. State scientists believe one thing to be almost certain, that the bird deaths were not related to the roughly 85,000 fish that died a few days before near Ozark in the, town, uh, in, in the western part of the state. The biggest fish right. kill in Arkansas that anyone can remember. I do like the idea of the scientists working for the state coming out really adamantly and maybe too quickly to insist yeah. that the bird deaths had nothing it's to not, do. It's not connected. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't do it. I mean, it's not connected. <laughs> they were spotted by anglers along the Arkansas River last week and reported to the Game and Fish Commission, which spent New Year's Eve measuring and counting dead fish that had spread out for nearly 20 miles. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, to spend New Year's Eve. For real. In that case, the victims were almost all drum, which is the kind of fish I hadn't heard of, but uh, and almost all huh. younger ones. That suggests the culprit was disease, said Mark Oliver, the chief of fisheries for the commission. He said fish kills were not uncommon, especially in winter when the fish are packed more closely. But he did not recall one of this size. If they go fishing for that kind, do they call it snare drum? <laughs> they must. Uh, meanwhile, roughly 500 dead birds were found on Monday outside New Roads, L.A. Uh, L.A. So New Roads, Louisiana. <laughs> Excuse me. Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a borough of uh, yeah. the L.A. area. Those birds were much more varied with starlings and grackle in addition to blackbirds and a few samples picked up by James LaCour, a wildlife veterinarian with Louisiana Mm. Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, did not show any signs of trauma, he said. Hmm. But anyway, it's all kind of just a weird incident uh, in uh, the New Year's time around 2011. But then the very next year, this is according to ABC News this time, January 1st, 2012. Here we go. Dozens of dead blackbirds have fallen from the sky over a small Arkansas town for the second year in a row. No freaking way. The town of BB has seen this before, however, it doesn't make the, de- the deaths of dozens of birds any less odd, maybe even more so. ABC oh Arkansas God. affiliate KATV reported that a radar image showed a large mass over BB a few hours before midnight Saturday. Then the birds began wow. falling from the sky, just like last year. Yikes. Emily Nichols, a police dispatcher in BB, told ABC Radio that she received multiple calls. Quote, just that blackbirds are falling again and that they found blackbirds on their streets where they live or at churches, Nichols said. Animal care and control was called at about 7 p.m., a few hours earlier than last year, a Horace Taylor of animal care and control in BB told ABC Radio. Well, there was just birds falling down in the street and people dodging and missing them, Taylor said. <laughs> And we were down the street Typical picking New them Year's. up. We got called up by the chief, and we all came out trying to pick them up off the street. Taylor added that the Game and Fish Department took about 30 of the nearly 100 birds for testing to try to determine what happened. 
Lieutenant Brian Duke of the BB Police Department told ABC this year wasn't nearly as bad as last year when the birds covered the streets of BB. This year, they were concentrated in a smaller area and the birds were cleaned up quickly. There haven't been any reports of people being hit by a falling bird. Around the same time last year, thousands of dead fish also turned up in the Arkansas River, prompting conspiracies about the end of the world, poison, and environmental catastrophe. Naturally. Taylor and Duke both agree, though. It's probably not. (laughs) (laughs) You may have guessed that my abridging in both these articles has actually been the strategic removal of the explanation portion of the story Ah, um, for dramatic effect. A question that I have been holding on to, (laughs) you may be surprised to learn. Uh, specifically, I wanted to create a dramatic effect because this phenomenon would continue as a New Year's tradition every year for four straight years. Wow. In BB. So, any guesses what the hell is going on? So, super localized. Is it always blackbirds, too? Always red-winged blackbirds in BB, Arkansas. Wow. On New Year's well Eve. Well, now, on New Year's Eve. Gee whiz. It's very mysterious at Isn't first it? blush. It feels like something's going wrong. With their sort of navigational capacity, maybe something to do with temperature, atmospheres, but why on that night? Hmm. Why every year just then? Tell me more, Jake. Alrighty. What's going on here? So a possible explanation was posted by Smithsonian Mag following the first incident in 2011, and it seems to be the prevailing one for future incidents. They thought it was probably the same explanation. Sure. The, the official cause of death of the estimated 4,000 to 5,000 red-winged black red-winged Red-winged blackbirds <laughs> found in the town of BB, Arkansas on New Year's Eve is blunt force trauma, according to the results okay. of three independent right. laboratory studies. We already kind of knew that. Sure. Uh, Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, or AGFC, or AGVC. <laughs> Severe weather, chemicals, and bacteria were all ruled out as causes of okay. the death. There you go. The test. Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely not disease or chemical. It seems like that would be a different kind of thing. And yeah, it would it's be really so not. sudden and uh, just instantaneous like that ah maybe bbs sets something up in the sky on new year's eve somehow somewhere perhaps a the bb blimp <laughs> the bb blimp they saw something big on radar just before they all fell down the bb blimp was out there murdering blackbirds as it was designed to do <laughs> the tests were conducted by the uh, southeastern cooperative wildlife disease study or squids i guess scwds squids uh, the Arkansas Livestock and Poultry Commission and the U.S. Geological Survey's National Wildlife Health Center in Madison, Wisconsin. The squids Wisconsin. report concluded that, quote, in most uh, instances, such traumatic injuries in wild birds are due to flying into stationary objects, such as trees, uh-huh. houses, windows, power lines, towers, etc. So like you said, navigation being fucked up. Right. These findings come as no surprise to Gary Graves, a Smithsonian curator of birds, who predicted a similar conclusion earlier this month. Well, it's kind of what huh. I expected, Graves said. There's nothing mysterious in it. What's interesting to Graves was the size of the bird's roost, which, according to the report, was estimated at 1.6 million birds. Boy, Quote, yeah, 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 that's yeah. huge. So when you look at the number that was actually killed, that's hardly any. Uh-huh. Graves said about the 4,000 to 5,000 birds that died in the incident. So the birds right. all died because they just smashed into shit. But why did they do that? And also, what shit did they smash into? It appears the Arkansas Game of Fish Commission concluded that... Unusually loud noises reported shortly before the birds began to fall caused the birds to flush from the large roost. Uh, Additional New Year's Eve fireworks in the area yes. may have caused the birds to fly at a lower altitude than normal. And blackbirds have poor night vision and typically do not fly at night. Right. So people think they're just crashing into any Random and stuff. all things in the way. Yeah, including maybe even each uh-huh. other in some cases too. But um, So in short, oh. BB was the home to a huge roosting site for red-winged blackbirds that have flown south for the winter. 
and fucking Ooh. fireworks got them all messed up. So further evidence that we should just knock it off with fireworks. I mean, Indeed. just ask, ask any pet. Fireworks are awful for animals, even oh when they aren't God. causing them to panic and blindly exactly. fly to their deaths. Oh, my God. Well, there you go. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty simple explanation, but it's just a, a weird-ass thing that happened. And so, But the question then is, if they're all migrating to there and roosting there, and then fireworks are getting them all riled up and a lot of them are dying, why did it stop after four years of that? And uh, so as a bit of an epilogue, I have a 2018 article from the news site uh, THV11 entitled, Where Are They Now? I imagine it's because they now have introduced boom-free explosives. <laughs> You're exactly your right. Celebrations. <laughs> the woods where it's believed the birds were living have since been torn down for the construction of a Walmart. Ah, <laughs> so yes. The birds have all gone to a new place to roost. Thank God. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Walmart. <laughs> The Walton family does it again. Uh, uh, so because the birds all moved to a new place to roost, there haven't been any noticeable problems there since. The um, story of the birds dying is still very present in the community, however. BB is now embracing the incident, hosting the first ever Fallen Blackbird 5K in September of 2018. Yikes. Oh my god, that's The t-shirts feature an illustration of a dead belly-up blackbird turning a deadly unfortunate event into a chirpy memory. The end. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, the fact that they were roosting in BB makes it more sense makes more sense for me because I yeah. had envisioned just a night flock of thousands of blackbirds. Right? Yeah, it's so hard to like, imagine why that many would be dying in only that species, but it's if you realize, right. oh, they're migrating for the winter and the right. a lot of them are camping out right there. It's like, "Oh, okay, cool. There's actually a lot more of them there than died." And right. there's enough of them around that oh, that there's that many who can die. Exactly. So yeah, it, it sounds so strange just at at first blush, but then it starts to make more and more sense as you learn more and more about what's going on there. There you go. And that's yeah, my New Year's Eve themed strange thing for for today. Oh, loved it, man. Thank you. That was really cool. <laughs> uh, a nice mystery with a very reasonable solution, which is so satisfying. Yeah. Um, eleventh hour cool. story I pull out of my ass because I I spent so oh, long trying to great. find anything. <laughs> you did great. Thanks. And uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you so much. The episode, to the show in general, anytime. I uh, really appreciate it. If you have a few minutes, please do consider rating and reviewing the show, especially on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. We currently have, I think, 74 ratings across all platforms. hey And like uh, 30-ish reviews total. Uh, we know there are more of you who listen to the show than that. <laughs> Anything you can do to help bring those numbers up would be so, so amazing. Um, We'd love the exposure. Yeah. I'd love you for it. Tell everyone with an earshot about us. Uh, cold call some strangers and tell them to. Uh, 2021 could be the year That's that right. people yeah, find call out your representatives. the show exists. Yes. <laughs> call them about nothing except this show. There's nothing yeah. more important going on in the country right now. You should And then complain about. about other stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. Um, Cause um, of the week seems like there's really nothing else for it except to point out that, hey, White supremacy is a huge fucking problem in the United States. Exactly. It's also not, a lot of other places too, but like, yeah, if nothing else was illustrated this past week, it's that, holy shit. Yes. So we're going to exactly. be looking to uh, yes. ways you can help fight white supremacy. Take any opportunities in your own life to look into ways that you can be actively fighting it in your day to day. Just things exactly. you can be considering to do differently. Uh, even if it's as simple as just looking for ways to um, spend your money differently so that you're supporting more 
BIPOC businesses and stuff. There's a cool app I just recently found. I haven't actually tried it out yet that much. Ooh. It's um, Miria. It's M-I-I-R-I-Y-A. Uh, it's a way for searching for black-owned businesses around. So M-I-I-R-I-A? M-I-I-R-I-Y-A. I'll, I'll link to oh, their it thing. Is. It's a way to see where you can help support black businesses. So there's a lot of cool stuff out there to be proactive in helping BIPOC folks. Also, we'll look to ways to fight against the other side of things. Oh, yes. So, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you don't hear any crazy shit from the U- about U.S. news. Oh, my God. Soon. Yeah. But, uh, we'll see what happens next. Yep. In this finale <laughs> of the season of America. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're in now officially through the woods of all that fun of my fall so hopefully can get back to uh business as usual regular records super dupes once we are regular i can finally um write to uh, the folks over at uh guide to the unknown so we can arrange when to do our uh our promo crossover in the meantime i'll just hand say hey guide to the unknown is a neat podcast and they're nice people so check them out if you want to there you go they release on thursdays like we mean to Hey. I can't remember the last time we put an episode on a Thursday. <laughs> it's been so long. So, uh, yeah, please keep uh, stick around. We love you. We'll uh, have we some more you. stuff for you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.